Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. You know, I am thinking today about presidents. In America, we have a president. But I was talking to my kids about what a president can and can't do. Ooh, that's a good question. And it seems like uh, a lot of people feel like the president basically has no limits. When coronavirus was happening, uh, what do you remember some of the things that President Trump did? Do, do any come to mind about what kind of things that he was doing? Travel today? bans. In the very, very beginning, there were travel bans. People from the United Kingdom and from Europe, I believe it was, they couldn't, they couldn't come here. That's right. He also uh, forced companies to produce things. Uh, he was right. telling certain companies, you have to make masks and you have to make I think, hand sanitizer or something like that. He was, he was kind of dictating to companies what they had to do. I think he also told for a while some of the meat industries that they had to stay open, even if there was an outbreak. They had to, they had to stay open because we were worried about having enough meat. That's right. Uh, then he also signed some laws that Congress passed, like giving money directly to people. I think it was $1,200 and uh, giving out uh, grants to companies. Uh, it's called the Paycheck Protection Program and they could basically get free money. He signed- Bailing out airlines too. That's right. They bailed out the airline industry. And and what that means is um, for those of our listeners who have the Tuttle Twins and the Messed Up Market, there's a really fun drawing. This may be one of my most favorite drawings from the whole series about uh, showing a hot air balloon, which is inflation, and it's tied to this boat that's sinking down in the water below, and the inflation is trying to pull this boat out of the water, which is sinking, uh, and it shows that that's what a, a bailout is. They're, they're printing more money. The government's just saying, oh, we'll just create all this new money, and we'll give it to, in this case, the airlines, right? Uh, it's before it's been banks and other things like that. Okay, so I've been thinking about because it feels like our president can kind of do whatever he wants. So let's say you're in your class years ago and a kid comes up to you and says, uh, what did they call you? Miss Brit- we'll say Miss Brittany. Miss Brittany, um, what is a president allowed to do? How would you answer that question? Ah, what is a president allowed to do? Well, the cool thing about that is we have a little handy thing called the Constitution. Now, whether or not the Constitution gets it right all the time is a, a discussion for another time. <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes. But the Constitution actually says just a few things that the president can do, and it, it's listed there one by one. Now, we get into some trouble sometimes because there are things called executive orders. Um, mm-hmm. Executive orders, I don't want to say they allow the president to do whatever he wants because he can't but they do give him more authority than usual. So a lot of times if something bad happens, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of a time recently other than coronavirus that an executive order was used after 9-11, I believe a lot of executive orders were used mm-hmm. in times of emergency, presidents will pass them to make, to make a law right away. The problem is then sometimes those laws stay on the books and we don't ever get them off. So, so there is, there is some, uh, some, some, I don't want to say abuse of power, but it's abuse of power that goes on, even though our constitution does say the president can only do this, this, and this. Those are called enumerated powers. Enumerated, meaning each of the powers are, are listed out. It's, it's yes. not that, hey, president, you can do whatever you want. It's like, here, you can only do these things. And I think you're right. We'll save for another episode talking about what is the constitution like how did it try to limit the power of the government and then 
the more interesting question is, has that worked, right? Like, has it actually restrained uh, the power of the government? I think that would be a really fun discussion. And uh, our listeners probably already know how we would answer those questions, but it will be fun <laughs> to talk about nonetheless. Okay, so you, you tell the kid in your class that uh, answer, the Constitution, the enumerated powers. It's interesting though, right? Because the question is, how is a president, or, or not the question, but, but one uh, follow-up question might be, how is a president different than a king? So the kid asks Ooh. you that follow-up question, and how would you explain maybe some differences between a president and a king? Yes, well, so a king and a president are going to answer to different people. Um, back, back in the day, there was something called, this is a little bit of a big term, but divine right of kings. And what that meant is the king thought that he was the ultimate authority except for God alone, but that God, if you, if you believe in a God, anointed him full power. So he had full power. He had a blank check, pretty much do whatever he wanted, that was also condoned by religions. Imagine that. So pretty much a king could do anything. There it's was no like check. A, it's kind of like a dictator, right? You can kind just of like a dictator. Yeah, you can dictate to whatever you want. So, you know, we have a system where we don't quite have that. We have the Constitution and the president isn't totally allowed to you know, boss people around it. The president, in theory, at least, couldn't say, you know, we want all men above the age of, you know, 40 to wear tutus on Fridays. You know, like he can't just like come up with random rules and, and tell everyone what to do. Um, but it's really interesting that over time, the government has uh, consolidated, it, it, it has accumulated more and more power. And as the government has grown, as it's accumulated more power, that means the president has more things that he can do, more laws that he can choose to enforce in the way he wants. Or um, laws that he can choose to veto, too. True, or, or uh, maybe appropriately for this conversation, laws that can be suspended. So in times of a national emergency, what uh, President Trump did, what a lot of governors did, which we'll talk about governors in just a second, um, was not, you know, not passing new laws with an executive order, but saying, oh, uh, we're not going to enforce that law right now. There was actually some, I think, some good things that President Trump did in suspending some laws that prevented, uh, for example, the ability to do uh, what's called telehealth, which is, yes. uh, you know, like, pretend you're my doctor and right now we're chatting over Zoom. We're, we're using video chat technology. I'm not in the office, but I say, hey, Dr. Brittany, I have this problem to do a video chat like that and get the medical help you need using a video chat. I Probably did it too. yesterday. It was great. Oh, yeah, like you don't even have to be, you know, social distancing to do it. You can do it whenever. If you can't get to an office because it's too far away, you can use a video to talk to your doctor. That's great. And so there were these laws that, that uh, in some circumstances, prevented it or made it hard to do this telehealth. And so President Trump was like, well, if everyone's home and they can't go to the doctor's office, let's suspend these particular laws that, that say that you can't do it or you can't you know, pay for it and so forth. Um, that way it could be used. And I, I think that was a good thing. I think there's some opportunities to suspend or stop bad laws. But you know, when we have a president who has so much power, when we have a president who's in charge of a military, that's in a whole bunch of countries. And I think, you know, doing a lot of bad stuff, maybe on another episode, we'll, we'll talk about war, which is a yes. pretty crazy topic to talk about. Yes, it about. is. Um, but the, the president has a lot of power and he controls, our president controls, you know, probably the most powerful military on earth. And, and that's, kind of a, that's kind of a scary thing, Brittany, that one person has that much power. Uh, that seems to me like a, a big problem that we, sh we, don't, we shouldn't want one person to have that much power, right? 
No. And in fact, our founding fathers knew that, right? Because they had already lived under a king, a king who was pretty abusive. He did a lot of really terrible things, enacting laws without telling them, right? He would just change the rules of the game. They didn't really know what was going on. So when our founding, so there's founding fathers, they're the ones who signed the declaration, but there's also something called found, uh, framers. The framers were the ones who wrote the constitution, wrote these, these first early laws in America. And they wanted to make sure that we never had a king again, that we never had somebody who had that much authority. So that's why in our government, we have three different branches of government. Have you ever noticed that? We've got three. So you've got the president, the executive branch. Then we have the legislative branch. So that's senators, uh, congressmen, um, and then we have the judicial branch. So that's the Supreme Court, that's judges. So all three of them are supposed to kind of work together to make sure that no one ever has so much power where the people get hurt because, because power is unchecked because they can abuse that power. Brittany, one thing that I think is a problem with one person having a lot of power is that they might make decisions that they don't really feel the effect of. Um, and so if, if one person is able to make decisions for another, pe another person, that other person is going to feel the effects. They're going to experience the problems, the challenges. If the, if the president says, I'm going to shut down the economy, but the president, you know, is still paid for with taxpayer dollars and he's still fed really well in the White House, you know, uh, with the butler and the nice food, like he doesn't feel those effects. And so when the government has all this power, when the president has all this power, those decisions, if the person making the decisions doesn't really feel the effect of them, how do they know if they made a good decision? In fact, I think you have a clip to share that's kind of a silly example um, of, of something like this. When, what, what movie is this from? You're telling me. About. This is from Shrek. This is one of my favorite movies, too. And this is an example of somebody using too much power. So we're going to play this fun clip for oh. a second. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make. That one makes me laugh every time. <laughs> what was that guy's name? That was Farquaad. Right? Farquaad, right. Lord Farquaad, yeah. <laughs> and so here he is saying, some of you may die, but I'm willing to make that sacrifice. He's making these decisions for other people. We talked about it in another episode. That's collectivism, right? Yes, yeah. Um, making one, yeah, making a decision for a whole group of people. Yeah, so that that's a problem, right? Because he, Farquaad, was not affected. What, what was happening in that clip? Why was, uh, how were other people going to die? Do you remember the circumstances? I don't even remember. The, it's been so long, but that line has always stuck out. I believe... He's like sending them to go battle the dragon, It was like maybe? a gladiator type thing is what I thought. They think they have to battle Shrek, right? Wasn't that... Oh. Yeah, maybe that, I don't know. Our <laughs> listeners are probably shaking their head. They're like, like that is not the story. <laughs> you guys need to go watch Shrek. Okay, fine. It's been a few years. Um, but I like that clip that you shared because I think it definitely shows the problem is that, well, wait a minute. Why should one person, whether it's a king or a president, be able to make decisions on behalf of other people like that? So, so we've, we've got the president, but during like national emergencies, when things get really bad, especially with like coronavirus, Brittany, I think there were a lot of things that the president did, some of which were good, a lot of which were bad. But I think a lot of the bad problems, a lot of the concerning things didn't come from the president. They came from the governors. So the governors, yes. every state has a governor. It's kind of like a, a mini president. Kind of say state. the president of a state, in a, in a, for right. lack of a better term, yeah. Yeah, and you talked about the different branches of government. So this is still the executive branch, except rather than the executive branch for the federal government, the national government, this is in the executive branch for the state. And Brittany, there were a lot of cases where uh, governors were bossing people around. They were saying, you know, you have to wear a mask. And if you don't, then you can go to jail or you can't go play at parks. Or you can't go to your church. 
Uh, or the whole shutting the economy down. California shut it down for several, several months, right? And that was all because of the governor. Right. And so the governor can just shut businesses down and say, you're, you know, restaurants are not allowed to open and everyone has to work from home. It, it's crazy to think that these uh, government leaders, these, these presidents, if you will, of the, the national government or even the state government, uh, can can boss people around like that and and assume this type of authority. There's even the in the executive branch at the city level. There's mayors, right? Yeah. And so we saw a lot of mayors doing this as well. So the Constitution that you talk about, Brittany, talks about the the federal level. The enumerated powers say, "Hey, president, you can do this, that, and the other." But uh, each state has their own constitution as well. And so, for example, you know, let's say you're in Texas, the Texas state constitution will spell out, okay, our governor is allowed to do this and allowed to do that. But what's really interesting, Brittany, in most of these constitutions, it says, or, or in their laws, it'll say, well, in, if the governor decides to declare an emergency, then he can do whatever he wants and make all these orders. That's so scary. Now, yeah, now what I'm thinking is, well, if I'm in power and I'm a bad guy and I want more power, all I got to do is find a way to declare an emergency and then I can make all these laws. It almost sounds like emergencies kind of help out people who want to abuse power or people who might be inclined to abuse power because it gives them a reason to pass all these laws. What you just said, Brittany, hopefully you guys who are listening on your iPad, flip back 10 seconds and listen to what she just said. That was very profound. And I think if you want to jot a note, that should be a topic for another uh, conversation, Brittany, that you I and agree. I had, because we see that in history time and time again, that those who are most likely to want to have power over other people are typically not good people. They might, you know, be nice to their wife and be a good dad. And they're, they're like, you know, decent people, but the type of people who want to control others, I think are often probably not the greatest people that I uh, want to be around. And so when those people get into government and, and get power, they want more power. And so when something bad happens, when coronavirus happens or a terrorist attack happens or, a, you know, some banks shut down or whatever, uh, there's, there's the quote that you probably heard this, that never let a good crisis go to waste. I was just going to say that. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's this idea that, oh, something bad, bad is happening. We can use this to our advantage because people are scared and they're going to look to us for protection and we can tell them, hey, let us do all these things and it'll keep you safe. And what will they say? Oh, Okay. You know, we'll comply. And that's how these presidents, these governors get more and more authority over time. So I think that's a trend we need to watch for. Brittany, what would you suggest to the person who's concerned about this? What can the average person do as they're listening to this? How, how do we make sure, um, I don't know, this is a tough question. How do we make sure uh, that, you know, our presidents don't get this much power or the governors don't get this much power? Someone listening to this, they might think, well, yeah, that's a problem, but what do we do about it? What type of answer could we give someone like that who has that yeah. Well, there's this really cool guy named Matt Kibbe. I highly recommend you Google his name. He's got, he used to have really cool sideburns. Now he just got a really cool beard. <laughs> um, he once told me that government goes to those who show up. And I thought that was a really good quote. And what he means by that is you have to be active in your government. You can't expect the government to just do the right thing, especially since we know the kind of people sometimes who are attracted to, to being in power are not always the best people. So it's really important to keep them accountable. Call their offices. Talk to your, your local state congressman, even your city council. Go to your zoning meetings. Go to all these things and make sure you show up and you make sure you hold your government accountable for what they're doing. Because if nobody says anything, then they're just going to get away with it and they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, there's that story of uh, the emperor who has no clothes, yes. right? And he's going down the parade naked and everyone's like pretending that, you know, he has clothes on until 
you know, someone's finally like, what's going on? You know, you don't have clothes. And it takes those people to stand up and object and say, wait a minute, this is a problem. Maybe for some people, it's just, you know, posting on social media. Maybe for someone, it's writing like a letter to the editor to the newspaper, if those things still exist at the time our listeners are listening to this podcast. <laughs> They're quickly going out of fashion. Maybe it's having a, a book club and having people over to help educate them, or Tuttle Twins book or some other book. Maybe it's going to a meeting where the governor's at, walking right up and trying to talk to them and say, hey, I have this concern. There's so many different things that we can do. It's going to be different for every yeah. person. But Brittany, I think, I think your advice or Matt's advice through you is right, that we got to do something about it because you know, if we don't show up, if we don't object, if we don't make our voices heard, then, you know, the, the far quads of the world are yes. going to make <laughs> their decisions for us. Um, so I think that's super important. Good, good topic. Brittany, thanks for sharing with us. Of course. All right. See you guys next time. See you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.